0: Mastering Love and Life with Clifton Brantley. That's me, your host. And I hope y'all had a good week, good weekend. I hope y'all are having a good year so far. You know, y'all having a good year out there. I hope y'all having a good year. I'm having a blessed year. I really am. I'm, I'm growing a lot, discovering a lot. Um, Yeah, it, it's been a blessed year for me so far. So I hope your year has been blessed. So far, man in Houston, let me tell you what's going on in Houston, Texas. It seems as if we are having a real spring. That's so. So if you're if you not from Texas, if you're not from Houston, this is how it typically goes. Right. We have two seasons. Winter and summer. That's it. Okay. Um we've had 70 and 80 degree weather on Christmas day before in Houston. I'm not saying that that's the norm, but we've had that, right? No one would be surprised if it happened. But typically, once spring break happens in March, from spring break on till like September, it's summer. But for some reason this year, um, it's like we're having a real spring, like, Yesterday we were outside playing with the grandkids and it was I think it was eighty. That's what we we saw on the the um on the little dial it was eighty we was in the car. This morning we woke up, it was fifty-five. <laughs> what? Fifty-five degrees in Houston, Texas, yeah. So that's you know, that's interesting. Um, so anyway, today's episode. What am I talking about today? Uh, still, so I'm in the middle of this series uh, about the mind. I haven't really named it yet. I'm thinking I'm going to name it just Free Your Mind and, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But today, this episode, I want to talk about mind monsters, right? Mind monsters. What are mind monsters? Mind monsters are the things that we allow to uh, get hold of our minds and that causes us to live in a way that is beneath what God has designed for us. Uh, and I, I don't know that was long. Sorry, I couldn't. I I just came up with that on on the spot, so <laughs> so that's why that was so long. But yeah, so mind, So we're going to talk about mind monsters. Well, when I get into it, you'll understand what a mind monster is. And um, I have three mind monsters I want to talk about talk about in this episode. Now, there may be other Mind Monsters. Uh, I, 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 there may be more Mind Monsters. Let me, let me just finish my thought. There may be more Mind Monsters. However, I am convinced that these three, it's like the three-headed monster that starts all of the rest of the Mind Monsters. Um, that's what I think. So I, I, I picked it because anything else you could name you could probably tie it to these three. Most things being tied to one of them, as a matter of fact, even in in, in the three that I'm going to share, two of them may find their roots in one of them. There's one that's just, you know, and you may already know what it is because it's, it is the, the, the biggest thing that the human being faces when it comes to mind monsters. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, before we do that, we're going to get a word real quick from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by nobody. (laughs) It's like EJ's, you know, Saturday Night, you know, sponsored by nobody. Okay, anyway, let's get into it. So, we talk about mind monsters. Uh, The first mind monster I want to talk about, actually, you know what, let me back up. Let me, let me talk a little bit about the mind in general and why I even want to do this, right? Because uh, a few years ago, probably my early 40s, my early, four, let's say mid, yeah, early to mid 40s, I realized something. Or I shouldn't say I realized, but I learned something. Realize, learn. either way, I realized that your world only exists in your mind. Like every, your world only exists in your mind. If you think about that for a second, the people that you love, the people may exist on the outside of your mind, but where does the love, the feelings, the thoughts, beliefs, or whatever about them, where do they exist in your mind? It is the reason that human beings can close their eyes and conjure up memories. And they can be so real and so vivid that your, sub, your, your conscious mind won't even realize that, that they're made up. I mean, your subconscious won't realize that that was a memory, that that didn't really happen. So we can think of some amazing things, right? And the reason I'm pointing that out is because I'm trying to help you see that the only place I'm trying to see how amazing the mind is, and the only place that your world exists is in your mind. Your children exist in your mind, how you feel about your children, the love that you have for them, it all so okay, maybe this will help you. However you interact in however you move throughout your life, how you feel, what you think, how you feel about yourself, what you think about yourself, who you think you are, right? What you believe is right and wrong, what you believe about God, what you believe about what's cold, what's hot, what's soft, what's nasty, right? What you believe about anything, it exists in your mind. The reason that's important is because if you free your mind from the bondage that it is under, when I say the rest will follow, everything else in your life will line up. So so, so, I want to do this series to talk about the mind because if I can get you to free your mind, if I can get you to get rid of the mind monsters, if I can get you to realize that it is your mind that is playing tricks on you. When I say your mind, right, I'm emphasizing your. If I was writing this, this would be in bold, right, in capital letters, your mind, because if it's yours, You have the ability to change it. You have have the ability to change it. You can change your mind. You can change what you believe. You can change what you believe is right and wrong. You can. You can change what you believe about God. You can change what you believe about life. You can change what you believe about anything. Watch this. You can also change what you believe about your past. You can change the meaning of why your past happened. You can change your understanding of what happened in the past. You can't change what happened. You can't change the memory of it. Right, You cannot rewrite history. However, you can change the meaning of it for you. Why? Because the meaning only exists in your mind and you are the controller of your mind, or you're supposed to be. You're the owner of your mind. That means you have the ability to change your mind. And so my hope is that through this series, you will do the heavy lifting work of freeing your mind so the rest of your life can follow. If So I don't, I, I don't know who the quote is from, but I always hear Les Brown say it. And when Les Brown says it, he's quoting someone else, and I forgot who that is, but I know Les Brown says that somebody else says. If you conquer the enemy within, then the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. That is 1,000% true. You will always be your biggest enemy. You. Your biggest enemy will always be your inner me. Carry a mirror around with you. You want to see your biggest enemy? It's always you. If you can overcome you, I know this to be true without a shadow of a doubt for myself. And I know it in every area, but there are some areas I guess I hadn't believed it or put it into work because there are still walls, but they're coming down like Jericho. But I'm just saying, even I know I am the only person that's holding me back from whatever, whatever God has for me, whatever God has already ordained. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am the only one holding me back. And before I started this podcast, the only thing that was holding me back was one of these mind monsters I'm going to share with you tonight. One of these mind monsters in this episode is what has held me back the majority of my life. It it has just taken many different forms and I can assure you this is the biggest mind monster that you are dealing with. And if you can conquer this one, I'm telling you, uh, and, and and believe you me, there is a way to conquer it. Oh, oh there's, there's a way to conquer it. Absolutely. God's word, it's in God's word, 1,000%. And, and we're going to talk about that. But yeah, you, you can conquer it. You can overcome it. But once you conquer this mind monster, the biggest one, look, <laughs> God can do so much more with your life because you will get out of your own way. Yeah, so um, free your mind by getting rid of these mind monsters. So let's get into the first one. The first mind monster I want to talk about is the mind monster called doubt. Yeah, doubt is a mind monster, right? Doubt wreaks havoc on the mind. Doubt will devour. It's the kind of mind monster that devours. It will devour your future. It will devour uh, blessings that God has already set for you, right? And and when I say devour, not that God will move the blessing, but you won't see it. The blessing's sitting right there in front of you. But because the blessing, uh, the things of God has to be revealed, the way that it gets revealed to you, God has already revealed it, but you got to have faith in order to see it. And you got doubt. So you, you don't have the revelation, so you can't see it. Right. And so you end up self-sabotaging your own life because of doubt. What is doubt? Can we define doubt? So so a lot of people believe that doubt is the absence of belief. A lot of people believe you're either going to believe or you're going to doubt. But but I like the way that Dr. Myron Golden says it and he says that uh, uh, faith is belief and so is doubt belief right? Doubt is not the absence of belief. Doubt is belief also, but it's just that doubt is a belief, is the belief into an outcome that you don't desire. Yeah. When you have belief in an outcome that you don't desire, it creates doubt. Okay. And then when doubt arises in your mind, it then creates worry. When you worry, you act as if you're not a Christian. When you worry, you act as if God is not still alive. You act as if the cross never happened. You act as if God is not still on the throne because when you worry, that's an indication that you stop believing that God was always in control. See, you think because something is painful or something is going to happen that you don't like, That that's a reason to worry. It's not a reason to worry. If you believe God's word, because the thing I always say, and I say it to myself too. If you're not going to believe all of it, then stop believing the Red Sea. Like don't listen to another sermon on David and Goliath and believing that he killed a giant with a rock and a slingshot. But you can't believe all the other promises that God has said about you and for you. Just stop believing all of it. So, um, doubt creates worry, and worry sends the message that uh, I don't trust God. I trust me. And listen, when you trust you, you're the only op- the only, uh, the only thing you can do is worry. There are no other options. There are no other choices. If everything depends on you worry is inevitable why because number 1 you don't have the capacity to change anything in your life right but also you know that you are not god you know that you don't know it all you know that you don't have it all you know that you're not the wisest you've heard every lie that you've ever told you know you and so you know if it's dependent on you it not it not then not going to did not, not, not going right, work did not gonna work. It did not did not they're not gonna work. It's not going to work if it's dependent on me. But that's what worry. When you worry, you're not depending on God. And the reality is either you're depending on God, you're either depending and trusting God, or you're not. You are either depending and trusting God. Or you are not. But watch this. If you're not, then who, my friend, are you trusting? I'm talking to me right there. If you're not trusting God, then who are you trusting? Whether you trust you or Satan, you're doomed. Whether you trust you or the world, you're doomed. Put your trust in God. I've made up my mind that I'm going to trust God, and I've made up my mind that I'm no longer going to spend days, hours, minutes if possible, in doubt. I am not going to allow the mind monster of doubt to rob me of anything else that God has for me. I am going to walk by faith. See, faith is created in the ears, because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing doubt is created in the eyes doubt is created in what you see right you see your circumstance in front of you and if you believe in what you see and not what God has said you're going to have doubt but if you want to have faith then you You see what you see, but when you see what you see, you believe more what you hear than what you see. And what you hear is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. You also hear God's word say, is there anything too hard for God? That right there is a blanket to cover any problem that you're going to encounter. So if you want to um, get rid of the mind monster of doubt, You got to learn to walk in faith. And you don't have faith in faith. You have faith. You put your faith in God. What is faith? Faith is, and I got this from Dr. Darius Daniels, faith is this. Watch. Faith is believing. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Faith is acting like, because it's an action, right? Faith is not a belief. Faith is an action. Belief fuels faith. But listen, faith is acting like God is telling the truth about everything all the time. I'm going to say it again. Uh, Faith is acting like God is telling the truth about everything all the time. Now, how do I act like, how do I act like God is telling the truth about everything all the time? Well, when when the situation looks like uh, this job is not for me, let's say I get a, a word from God that, hey, this contract is yours. But when I get there, everything is not working out. You know, it's, it's like, okay, don't look like this contract is yours. So what I'm going to do if I'm going to move in faith, I'm going to act like God is telling the truth. So I'm still going to keep getting my permits in order, right? I'm still going to keep... Um, doing all the things as if I'm moving forward because whenever I get to the gate, God's going to open it. That's what acting like God is telling the truth about everything all the time. It's when, um, my marriage looks like, um, I, am I married the wrong person when it looks like, uh, nothing we try has ever worked. And when it looks like divorce is the only option, it looks like, Hey, we need to go and call this quits. But if I'm going to walk in faith, when I believe that God can do anything, right, because if I'm going to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, my marriage situation can't be bigger than the grave. And so what I'm going to do if I'm going to walk in faith, I'm going to continue to act like I have a future with my wife, act like I have a future with my husband. How do I do that? I still do the same things that I was doing. I love them as if nothing is wrong. I know folk not going to do that because you're too prideful, right? That's not one of the mind monsters, but that's a mind monsters twin. But we're not going to talk about that. Oops, I just gave it away. If you listen to me, then you know what one of the mind monsters is, but we're not there. We're on doubt. If if you're going to be um, um, acting like God is telling the truth about everything all the time, then you do all the things that you would do like like you don't you don't start looking for an apartment that's faithless unless you have to right i mean we're, we're not talking black and white you get the point the point is when you walk in faith you won't be walking in doubt doubt is the doubt is a sure way to miss everything god has for you your life your life without what god has for you sucks it does it Your life without what God has for you sucks. Don't allow doubt to rob you. Okay. Stop doubting. Doubt is a mind monster. And, and, um, you cannot get to wherever God wants you to be dealing with doubt. Now, what's the next mind monster? The next one, the next one, um, This is this is a huge mind monster, and this one, um, I'm familiar with. Uh, Not in me, but I've seen it, and it it is it is very uh, disheartening, because it don't have to be, to be honest. And it may it may be connected to the first mind monster. I know it's connected to the second one, but it could be I mean to the third one. But it could be connected to the first one. But anyway, the second mind monster is this willful ignorance willful ignorance that is the second mind monster what is willful ignorance so first of all let me tell you what ignorance is ignorance means a lack of knowledge it just means i don't know something right when i came out the when i came out my mother's womb i was ignorant of how to tie my shoe i didn't know how to tie my shoe right all ignorance means is a lack of knowledge so A willful lack of knowledge is willful ignorance. And so what am I saying? When you make a choice to not grow, when you make a choice to not learn, when you make a choice to not know your partner better, your work better, your calling better, your God better, when you make an intentional willful choice... To be ignorant, you create a powerful mind monster. Yeah. There are a lot of Christians, there are a lot of Christians who are living so far beneath what God has for their life because they willfully will not read the Bible they willfully will not pray. Willful ignorance. They make a conscious choice. I'm not reading the Bible today. How do you know that? Because they don't make a, they don't make a conscious effort to do it. See, here's the problem. Today, we treat Christianity like it's a coat, right? We, we treat Christianity like, you know, let me put on my Christian coat, Sometimes I wear it. Sometimes I don't. I try to wear it a lot when I'm in public. But when I'm at home, I may. I mean, I, I probably won't wear it much. You know, if my wife say, you know, praise God, I may throw it on. If my my husband say, you know, pray for me, I may throw it on. But nah, for the most part, I don't wear my Christian coat, right? And these kind of Christians, you know them because they claim Christian. They have a cross on, even right? but they don't bear fruit they relationship they don't do relationships God's way that's the number one that's the number one indicator anybody who claims to be Christian but they suck at relationships or are willfully not learning how to do relationships better we have to question their christianity card right but let me get back to the to the 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 coat wearing Christian so a lot of Christians preach Christianity uh And I'm talking about biblical Christianity. I know it's some, you know, anyway, I'm not going there. Uh, They treat Christianity like a coat, like a jacket they put on and off. And so because of that, they don't read the word often, except on Sundays. Because on Sundays, now if I'm a good Christian, I'm wearing my Christian coat on Sundays. Unless, of course, I'm tired. If I'm too tired. I'm going to leave it hanging up in the closet. But for the most part, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm putting on my Christian coat and I'm going to church. So I'll read the word then up on the screen. I don't even, I don't have a Bible. I mean, it's, it's 2023. Why I need a Bible? I know it's on my phone, but why? they going to put it on the screen. I don't even need that. Right? We Christians today so bougie. That's funny. I ain't, I ain't tripping. I like it on the screen. But anyway, here's the problem. Jesus did not die on the cross for you to wear him like an outer garment. and As a matter of fact, you can't do that, by the way. It doesn't work that way. So if you're living that way, you're in error. Jesus died on the cross so that he can go to the Father, and the Father would send the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. Here's the thing. The Bible says, if any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature, not not they going to have on a new coat, not they put on a new garment that they can take on and off. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all old things have passed away. All things have become brand new. We have too many believers who, still wearing, um, trying to wear Christianity as a coat, they haven't changed. They're still living in their old nature. They've confessed Christ, but they've changed nothing about their behavior. Here's the point that I'm making. When Christianity, you wear it like a coat, as opposed to it being your identity, then you are not going to know God the way that you should because you're not going to be in his word. You're not going to be praying. But when being a believer is a part of your identity, when you believe it is, it is core to who you are, you're going to read the word. You're going to pray. You're going to spend time with God when nobody's watching, right? You're going to spend time with God, not because you don't want to get in trouble. Do you understand that God's not going to punish you for not reading his word? It ain't to please him. It like The joy that God gets out of you reading his word is the fact that maybe it'll get in you and you will live a certain way. God gets joy out of the way you live and love his people. God gets joy out of the way you live and how you love his people. The only way you're going to know how to do that is to read the word. But if you don't read the word, then you won't do that. And so then God gets no joy, but the joy ain't in you reading. Like he wants you to read so you can know him. Am I making sense? Here's the point. When you decide willfully, I'm not doing that. That's a mind monster. And the enemy, just so you know, I I, I forgot to tell you this part. Okay, let me tell you this part. Uh, mind monsters are the work of the enemy. Okay, so these are not just, you know, uh, mind monsters are from the enemy. And if you're not clear... If you, if you don't know who I'm talking about when I say the enemy, I'm talking about Satan. You got to understand that Satan is, try, Satan, is not trying to, um, Satan is not trying to scare you. He's not trying to hurt you. He's not even trying to harm you, to be honest. Satan is trying to destroy you because he wants to destroy everything that God loves. And so he keeps you willfully ignorant So that you'll never recognize all of what God has put inside of you so that you you don't realize that what God has put inside of you that you willfully ignore. What you put inside of you is the answer to many, if not all of the problems that you are dealing with on the outside of you. Right. Because he already put the answers on the inside, but you won't read his word. You won't pray consistently. But watch this. I'm not just talking about Bible knowledge. When I say willful ignorance, uh, you won't increase your vocabulary. You want not folk that just accept. You, you, you go to the courthouse. And you got to stand before the judge. And you got all this, you know, bad language, broken English. And no, you're not going to get arrested. But, but, okay, let me make it more personal. You go to church. You're around your, your your wife's friends. Right? You're around your rice your wife's friends. And you can't conjugate a verb. You can't put subject verb agreement together in none of your sentences. And and I you know, and I I know I, I speak bad, you know, I got broken English or whatever. Uh, but I mean <laughs> I had a master's degree, I don't know. But but you won't increase your vocabulary, so you gotta use the same words. You gotta ask her uh, babe, you know, you got you to ask your wife how to spell a word. And I'm listen, watch this now. I asked my wife how to spell words. My, my wife asked me, hey, babe, how you spell this word? I get that. Uh, that's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is your willful ignorance. You won't do what it takes to become better. Why won't, why won't you get better? Why won't you get better? Why are you willfully... And then watch this. Some people, some of you, and this one I can say you because this one's not me, but I, I got to speak it to help. Some people are willfully ignorant. However, they don't know it because they actually are reading, <laughs> they are reading things and watching YouTube and listening to podcasts and they are, you know, uh, going to seminars. Right, Going to listen to speakers speak. But they are willfully choosing not to implement anything that they take in. They're not implementing anything willfully. Because some, some people have heard enough. To be honest, some people have heard enough to be moved far away from where they are now. But they've made a choice. I'm going to just stay right here because I don't know what's around the corner. Why do people do that? I'm going to tell you. It's because of mind monster number three, the biggest mind monster, the one that will flip your life upside down. It'll keep you at the starting line. And we went around the track 200 times. You're still at the starting line, getting ready to start. This mind monster, you must defeat. It's a must. This mind monster, you must defeat. What is it? It is the mind monster called fear. Yeah. Fear. I like the acronym of fear: false evidence appearing real, because it is, right? It is. But I remember one time I was at a um I was at a Toastmasters meeting, and uh, someone else turned it around and they said, um, you know, if if you want to conquer fear, though. Instead of uh, false evidence that appears real, you say, face everything and rise. I'm like, well, okay, I like that. I like that. Face everything and rise. Yeah. But fear is the biggest mind monster. Fear rules the world. And unfortunately, it dominates the kingdom also. Yeah. 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 Fear rules the world, but it also dominates the kingdom, and it should not be that way because God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. The Bible says God has not given a spirit of fear. Mm. And then over in John, John says, um, perfect love casts out fear. He's talking about the love of Christ. It casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. Punishment is for those who are lost. So when he's saying that, he's saying that what you're going through in your life, the pain that you're feeling, that ain't punishment. That's that's life. You're on a planet where life happens. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. So being in the world, you're going to have trouble. That ain't punishment. Right? Punishment is at the end. And if you're a believer, you ain't got to worry about that. So your pain is not punishment. Oh, well, wait a minute then. Well, what was it? I went through all that pain in my childhood and then you know, wherever. What was that pain? That pain was preparation. God planted seeds of preparation to prepare you for what he was preparing you for the future. But your problem is you are stuck in the past. You won't let the preparation do what it's supposed to do. So you're stuck in the past. Why are you stuck in the past because of fear? You're afraid. What are you afraid of? You're afraid of being great. Uh, you're afraid of what folk gonna say? Uh, you're afraid that you can't. Uh-huh. See, fear produces doubt. Yeah, I'm afraid because I, 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 I'm comfortable right here. So many bad things have happened to me. I'd rather just stay right here in my cubby hole so nothing else happened. And so you believe. The God of the universe designed your life to be like that. So you're saying that a God who loves you, the God who loves you, a God who loves you, in your past, ordained all this bad stuff to happen to you so that it could destroy you because he loves you that much? That don't make sense. That don't make sense. Think about what I just said. The God of the universe who loves you with an everlasting love according to his word. He loves you so much that he allowed you to go all of what, all through he allowed you to go through all of what you went through in your past, in your childhood, young adulthood, wherever you went through, your last marriage, wherever. He allowed you to go through all of that pain so that he and the angels can sit in the heavens and laugh at you. just he just wanted to punish you, just to, that, that don't sound like love to me. That doesn't sound like love, my people. And it's not, that's, that's not love. No, your past was supposed to be preparation for his promises in the future. But you've allowed the mind monster of fear to trap you in your past. And so now your fears from your past control your present. And so you can't, so you're stuck. You've been stuck for years. I was, you know, I can just talk about me. I was stuck for years. This mind monster of fear, because the thing about fear, uh, see, fear's evil twin is pride, right? The, the, the danger, I tell people all the time, the danger of pride is that it dresses itself up to look like righteousness, like you can't really recognize it. Well, here's the thing. Fear has the same chameleon-type abilities. Fear don't always look like fear. Sometimes fear looks like hesitation, You say, well, yeah, that may still look like fear. Okay. Sometimes fear looks like over-preparation. Fear looks like perfectionism. Fear looks like um, I'm not not dressed yet. Come back in a minute. Uh, Knock on my dressing room door in a second. I'll be ready. Fear will make itself to look like something legitimate. Fear looks like overly cautious. Mhm. Fear looks like sitting in park. See, you think fear just looks like going in reverse. No, that's running. And you may be running because of fear, but fear also looks like sitting in neutral. I ain't in park like I am in neutral. Yeah, but your foot is on the brake. Fear. Move forward. Move forward and also watch this. Fear could also look like moving forward. But you're really not moving forward, because see, some people are so far behind that as they move forward, they're moving forward to get to level zero. Like you're in, you're in the basement. Some folks start in the basement, and so they start moving, but they're moving so slow. But they, oh, I'm so glad that I'm moving though. Yeah, but you're not even at level ground zero yet, and that's unfortunate because I'm talking about I know believers this way. I know believers that, oh, folk who claim to be believers, who live their life that way. Some of them call me all the time and, and, and say they trust God, but all they talk about is worry, things they're worried about, fear. The mind monster of fear will, will destroy Fear will keep you on the sideline when the coach calls you to get in the game. When God says, hey, we're going to run this play. I'm going to give you the ball. Fear will say, no, I'm good. Like, I don't I don't want to do that. You should start a YouTube channel. Uh, no, I don't like talking to people. But I've given you a word, and there's a group of people that are waiting on the word that I've put in your mouth. Yeah, but I don't want to do it that way. I don't think that's the best way. We, 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 and I say we this time because I've done it we really be trying to bargain with God. Lord, that's not the best thing. I don't think that's the best thing for me. Maybe if we try this, like we'd be giving God suggestions. Do you know God doesn't make suggestions? A suggestion is for someone who don't know everything. I'm I'm suggesting this because I don't know if it'll really work. I think it'll work. It worked for me, but I don't know if it'll work. God don't make suggestions. God makes commands. That's it. Do that. Fear will have you questioning everything. You, listen, you will never. You, I, I, I don't have. I don't. Have, I do not have scientific research for what I'm about to say. I do not have scientific research. But if I had millions, I would bet it on this statement. You will not enjoy life on this planet. Living a life of fear. Living a life of fear. Yes, I did lose my breath while I was saying fear. (laughs) (laughs) I just ran out of breath. You will not enjoy your life on this planet living in fear. Now, perhaps you can train yourself to just be content and like, you know, just not expect a whole lot and be a hermit. I guess. I mean, I guess. Right. But. Why? Why? There's so much more in you than you realize. If you would just get out of your own way, if you would deal with these mind monsters, and these mind monsters are not hard to deal with, right? So how do you deal with the mind monster of doubt? Walk by faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get in the word. It's going to start to deal with your doubt. How do I deal with the willful ignorance? Make a choice. I don't want to be that person anymore. Because you're willfully being that person, just decide I'm not doing that. And then, how do you deal with the mind monster of fear? A couple of ways. Number one, decide I'm gonna walk in the love that God has for me, because love conquers fear. And then also decide I'm gonna walk by faith, because faith is a bridge over fear. Fear says, I don't know if this is gonna work. Faith says, Um, God said he's going to be with me, so I'm going to act like that. So I'm going to walk over this fear by faith. So the answer to these mind monsters is faith and choice. Choose faith. I think that's the message. Choose faith, right? Stop being willfully ignorant. All right. Stop talking about your limitations. Stop giving more airtime in your mouth to your limitations than to what God said about you. You're constantly talking about what you can't do. I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not like them. Right. That's what we've been trying to tell you this whole time. But you haven't been listening. You're not like any of us. You're only like you, how God made you. We don't need any more carbon copies of that person. We don't need any more carbon car, carbon copies of me. And I'm talking to me too. Uh, there, we don't need any more carbon, car, carbon copies of the folk that I like. I need to be me. And I've made a choice. <laughs> That's who I'm going to be. Because, yeah, I'm not going down there. But, yeah, I, I made a choice that I'm going to be who God made me to be. And, and... Here's the thing about these mind monsters too. When you address them, when you conquer them, uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's so uh, you got to maintain it, right? They'll grow back like weeds, right? You pull them up, but next, they will grow back in a new season, right? So it's a constant thing. You're, you're constantly increasing your faith, not faith in faith, but faith in God. Get in your word. Just start reading. I don't know what to read. Pick something. If nothing else, read the proverbs. Just read proverbs, okay? And then read the psalms, and then read the book of Job, right? Just read. You want to read in the New Testament? Read the Gospel of John. But then read the Gospel of Mark. Right? It's the short. It's the shortest one. Just get in God's word. Ask God. So so say, Lord, order my steps in Your Word, and. It's funny so I used to, you know, I'd be praying and I'd be like, "Lord, order my steps." But then I hear the rest of that in your word and I'm like, "Oh, you ain't been in this word." So you are asking him to order your steps, but it says order my steps in your word and you ain't you haven't been in this word. So I might not should be praying that because it's like, what do you want me to do, son? <laughs> you you ain't put my word in you where you want where, where you want me to direct you to walk. Right? Order my steps in your word. Um you know, when, when, when Christ is your identity, nothing's going to come before him. Nothing's coming before Christ. Not your work, not your spouse, not your, 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 your schoolwork, right? Uh, not your hobbies, not your, not your grandchildren, extra, extracurricular activities. I said that long word. Nothing is coming before God. When Christianity is your identity, it's who you are, it's who God, when you are blood, when you are a true blood bought believer, you've been changed on the inside, right? When God has covered you, when he's forgiven your sins, when you know that you have a new identity, you don't live the same. When folk come to you for advice, if you don't have the answer at minimum, you're going to point them to Jesus. Why? Because it's your identity. You're going to say, I don't know, I'll pray about it, though. Or you should pray about that. Or you should take that to Jesus. Or you need to come and go to go church with me. Something. But too many of you, you, you you confess Christ, but then when people come to you with problems, you give them worldly advice, and that's all you have. Don't allow these mind monsters to sabotage your life. Because when you, when you remember I told you at the beginning, your whole world is in your mind. And when you are, when you are being trapped by mind, when you are being, not trapped, but when you are being ravished by mind monsters, it's impossible for you to live your best life. It's impossible for you to experience the things that God has for you. If you free your mind, the rest will follow. Mind monsters. Doubt, willful ignorance, and fear. Now, all the other ones that I could have thought of, they would have stemmed from these. Most of them from fear, but people-pleasing is a mind monster. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The fear of man, people please. that's a fear, that's, that's a mind monster. Procrastination, mind monster. But that comes, that comes from fear, okay? Um, anger, anger is a mind monster. Even though anger is a normal human emotion, we humans have made anger a mind monster. And when, the anger I'm talking about is unresolved anger. Like you're still angry at people in your past. The answer for that is forgiveness. Let that go, okay? Forgive that. But listen, I hope this was helpful for you. I really want you to address your mind monsters um, so that you can live a better life. Because listen, life will not get better, I promise you. Life is not good or bad. Life is not fair or unfair, it's just life. Life does what it does. The only way for life to get better is if you get better if you are not going to get better stop praying for life to get better because it's not going to happen okay y'all take care